Support for this program is provided by Chevron. This is Politico Energy. I'm Kelsey Tamburino. Last week, a federal judge canceled one of the largest offshore oil and gas lease sales in U.S. history. The sale would have awarded millions of acres of oil and gas leases to ExxonMobil and other companies in the Gulf of Mexico, and would have netted the federal government nearly $200 million. But last Thursday, the judge ruled that the Trump administration's Interior Department made a seriously flawed analysis of the climate change impact of drilling in the Gulf of Mexico. The ruling is a win for Greens, who sued the Biden administration and argued the lease sales were based on poor assumptions. But it has left the oil and gas industry wondering what's next. There's two things to watch. One will be whether the Interior Department is going to appeal this decision, and B, if they basically say, we'll do a redo of this lease sale, but there's going to be a whole lot of new protocols put in place on environmental factors. Today, Politico's Ben Lefebvre on how last week's ruling could impact the future of offshore oil and gas leases in the Gulf of Mexico. It's Tuesday, February 1st. So, Ben, how significant is this ruling for the oil and gas industry? It was a pretty significant setback for the oil and gas industry. It's one of those weird things where the industry had been pushing the Biden administration to drop its moratorium on oil and gas leases, which the administration did kind of reluctantly when a judge in Louisiana told them that it was violating the law by having that moratorium on leasing. So it goes ahead and holds one lease, which then becomes the target of a lawsuit from environmental groups, and they win. So the Biden administration almost kind of, in this sense, legally lost twice. It was told that its moratorium was illegal, and then it was told the lease sale was illegal. And it was a fairly large lease sale. It brought in $191 million. All that's kind of up in the air now. So it's a pretty big decision. So what was the industry's reaction? Did you hear anything specifically from groups on this? So for a little bit of context, the Interior Department has to come up with a, they call a five-year plan for offshore lease sales. They're supposed to basically do an environmental review of what drilling for oil and gas in the Gulf would do environmentally. And then it has to come up with basically a five-year schedule of when they're going to do lease sales and which parcels will be put up for lease. So they were at the end of this five-year lease plan. What the industry is worried about is because Interior hasn't come up with a new five-year plan yet. Like this past November, that was the last lease sale as part of that plan. They're worried that not only do they lose out on the November lease sale, but they don't know when the next offshore lease sale is going to be. So they're kind of wondering, is this almost a de facto ban on lease sales in the Gulf for the foreseeable future? What are the next steps for the Interior Department? Do we know if they'll appeal this decision? They haven't said yet. And this gets back to the Biden administration was defending this lease sale in court, but its heart wasn't really behind it. So it's almost like a legal setback, but for them, perhaps a moral victory of sorts. They had already put a moratorium on these lease sales before a judge ordered them to turn around and start holding them. So for the Biden administration, they may come back and appeal. I don't know if they will. From what I understand, the oil industry is worried that the Biden administration won't appeal it, or even if they do, they'll drag their feet in doing so, so everything kind of drags out in court. But the Biden administration hasn't so far yet said what they'll do. And you touched on this, but how does this ruling affect 
Joe Biden's pledge to cut methane emissions then? Well, it'll be interesting because green groups will be able to say, well, look, if we're not producing oil out of the Gulf of Mexico or natural gas, that's going to cut overall emissions. You could have some people say that this nullification of the previous lease sale could have had a little bit of a knock-on effect on carbon capture technology because, as, as we noted, when this lease sale occurred, ExxonMobil scooped up a ton of shallow water parcels that people kind of assumed they were going to use for carbon capture sites. So if you're a fan of carbon capture technology, this judge invalidating the lease sale could set that back a little bit. So you have to kind of weigh that. Is it better to have no oil and gas produced at all out of the Gulf of Mexico? Or would it have been better if most of the lease sale was going towards helping Exxon develop its carbon capture technology? People will fall on on that judgment as they will. Also on Monday, the EPA proposed bringing back a mercury pollution rule previously gutted by the Trump administration. The move would restore the legal basis of one of the Obama administration's most successful air pollution regulations. And it would reverse a Trump-era rollback that had weakened limits on mercury emitted from coal-fired power plants. However, the proposal doesn't say whether those limits will be strengthened. That question will be the subject of a separate rulemaking, according to EPA. Under the Obama administration's mercury pollution rule, a number of older, dirtier plants were forced to shutter rather than pay to install pollution controls. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our newsletter at politico.com slash morningenergy. Some of the music in today's show was composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Kelsey Tamburino, and we'll see you back tomorrow. Support for this program is provided by Chevron. Chevron's El Segundo refinery is looking to turn plant-based oil into renewable gasoline, jet, and diesel fuels, because it's only human to want to power a better future. Learn more at chevron.com slash lower carbon.